Live from the Watchdogs Radio Studio in Atlanta, Georgia, and the Watchdogs National Office in Springdale, Arkansas, you are listening to Watchdogs Radio. Watchdogs Radio is a production of the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center of Fathering. For more information, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. And now, here's the host of Watchdogs Radio, Keith Shoemaker. Well, good afternoon on the East Coast, good morning on the West Coast, and welcome to another edition of Watchdogs Radio. This is the 114th edition of Watchdogs Radio, and we are so glad to have you with us. We want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving coming up. A lot of schools are on break, and uh, a, a couple of uh, a couple of schools are still in session maybe today. Uh, getting out tomorrow, I know our schools uh, here in Cobb County, Georgia, have been off all week, so... We've been enjoying that time with the family, and I hope you are too. We have an interesting show for you today, and uh, I always say good, uh, good morning on the West Coast, or good morning on the East Coast, or oh, I'm all confused. Good afternoon on the East Coast, good morning on the West Coast, but we are going even farther than the West Coast today, and we are saying good early morning to our Number one top dog coordinator in the state of Hawaii, Mr. Carl Christ. Carl, we're going to go straight to you because I know it's early morning. You're just getting out of bed and getting ready to go to work, so we don't want to hold you up too long. So good morning and welcome to Watch Dogs Radio. Oh, good morning and aloha from Hawaii. Aloha. Let me uh, let me let you rub it in. What's the temperature like there? <laughs> oh, we're in the, like right now, we're about uh, 73 degrees here in the morning, and then wow. we, we usually get up to maybe maybe you know, close to 80 right now. Um, so we've had to turn down our air conditioner a little bit because it's a little little too chilly for us right now oh, as well. <laughs> I, I can imagine some people are jealous. Now here in the South, we're not doing too bad. Uh, we're in the uh, in the mid 60s, but uh, I know up around Buffalo, New York, they're uh, they're still trying to shovel out and uh, worried about the floods coming up there with the melting snow. So I don't suppose you have too much of a snow right. problem there. Uh, no, not 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 much at all. <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, I see Chris has joined us. Chris, welcome, uh, welcome to Watch Dogs Radio. We got Carl on the line already because we know he's got to get uh, get to work, and we want to let him get going. So, uh, welcome, Chris. Well, thank you. Hey, Carl, nice to meet you. Nice to talk to you. You too, Chris. Nice, nice to talk to you. Well, Carl, tell us a little bit about how all the way out there in the middle of the Pacific, you learned about watchdogs, and uh, tell us how things are going out there. And, of course, we want to give you a chance to brag about your, uh, I think it's your daughter at uh, at Thomas Jefferson. Right, right. Well, uh, it so, so happened. Uh, one evening I was, uh, you know, watching the evening news, and uh, uh, the segment came on, uh, you know, about watchdogs. And I thought, wow, well, that's pretty cool. After watching it, I thought, wow, that would be something that, you know, I'd be interested in, uh, you know, maybe starting up at, uh, at one of our, at, well, at my daughter's school. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, from there I pursued it and, you know, got hold of, uh, you know, the watchdogs, found out how to, you know, uh, get in on the conference call that you guys have and then got all the, you know, training materials and, you know, uh, of course, uh, prior to that, passed it, you know, got it blessed off by our principal and, mm-hmm. um, then uh, you know we were able to to get it uh, you know inputted in our school at that time. Okay. Uh, it's been I, I guess uh, what 2012 or so when when we started. So you've been it. you've been going a few years now. Uh, now how old is your daughter and what grade is she in now? Uh, she's she's nine years old and she's in the fourth grade. 
That that's awesome, and I'm sure she's uh, she's proud to have you around there. What uh, what type of response have you had? Are you getting uh, are you getting a pretty good response from the guys? Well, uh, no, we 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 haven't been too too successful in attracting uh, uh, dads yet, and uh, it, it has a lot to do with the uh, you know the diverse uh, cultural uh, community that we have here. Um, exactly, we, we have talk- a. Uh, yeah, we have a we have a, a large uh, you know uh, Asian population, a lot of uh, you know Japanese, Korean, uh, Filipino, and Chinese uh, you know uh, families here. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, Waikiki is unique because uh, a lot of these families they they come here on uh, you know workers visas, so they're mm-hmm. they're only here for a short period of time. So the school that we're at in Waikiki uh, in Waikiki Thomas. Thomas Jefferson Elementary School is more or less a transient school um, mm-hmm. in that, in that you know, like I said, the, 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 the parents come here for a short period of time, uh, and they put their kids in school, and, you know, they learn English, and they're here for maybe a year or two, and, and then they go back to their homes. Um, so, so, you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, challenges in that uh, they don't understand sure. uh, a, a lot about volunteerism as well as the fact that they're not really vested, you know, in the community mm-hmm. because they're they're not really here for a long period of time. Okay. Now, the other thing that was kind of interesting about your school is that uh, it's, you know, we started a watchdogs program there, and I understand that uh, you have been working with uh, Calvin Endo at, in Hawaii PTA to bring PTA to your school as well. Is that, how's that going? Right, yes. We, we actually do have a... Uh, Parent teacher organization here, of which I am the president, also of that, and uh, we, we we also struggle with uh, volunteerism on that end as well. So it's nothing mm-hmm. unique to the watchdogs thing. It's just in general, I right. think, you know, a lot of people they're busy and they just don't, you know, they're just not understanding that volunteerism aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But um, sure, and, yes, I, I have been in touch. All over. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I have. Uh, we have. Uh, uh, communicated uh, back and forth uh, between Calvin and myself, and you know, so hopefully he'll. Uh, uh, we're, we're planning a Watchdogs uh, parent-teacher uh, 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 event in December, so I'm hoping to, that he'll come to that. Well, good deal, and certainly uh, we will do anything we can to support you. Now, I've been uh, working on getting some uh, translations for you. So hopefully we'll get that uh, to you here uh, before the end of the year. And uh, we'd like to, you know, work to get some of those other schools around you uh, up and fired up and get father involvement going in the great state of Hawaii. Yes, yes, definitely. You know, we're the first program, the only program in Hawaii. And so, uh, you know, that's definitely uh, something that I look forward to doing. So uh, I I think with with, uh, those translations, uh, that would help out a lot for sure. Uh, that uh, maybe I can go out to other schools and you know and uh, get some other dads uh, going also. Well, good deal. Well, Carl, I know you need to get to work, so we're going to let you go. Uh, we're speaking uh, once again with uh, Carl Christ, who is the top dog coordinator at President Thomas Jefferson Elementary in Honolulu, Hawaii. This is uh, probably uh, well. Let's see. We do have a school in uh, in China, so I won't say you were the. Uh, furthest uh well i guess that would be the furthest west because after that we would change it to east wouldn't we <laughs> my, my geography is not the best in the world here but uh it is such a pleasure 
hear from you, and I hope uh, I hope we get to hear uh, a lot more from you, and uh, we'll work on uh, getting some more uh, some more attention out there. So, Carl, thank yeah, you so much for definitely. joining us. I hope you have a great day at work and a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, I appreciate it a lot, Dirk. Uh, thank you so much, and um, look forward to uh, talking with you again. All right, take care. Once again, Carl, Chris. All right, you take care. Carl, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. All right. Well, moving right along, we will uh, let's hear from Chris at the Watchdogs National Office in Springdale. Uh, We still have our military promotion going. You want to tell us uh, once again about that and how we're supporting military families in uh, Military Appreciation Month? Keith, you bet. You know, uh, I, you know, people that have served in the military uh, that that do serve, you know, I, I just have a great. Uh, appreciate appreciation for them for the sacrifices they have made uh you know as a family typically uh whether it's mom goes off or dad goes off uh i just have a, a great uh you know appreciate them so much for their for their service uh to our country to, to provide to allow us to have the opportunities that this great country provides and and so uh last year i was thinking what could we do to to show uh, you know, some appreciation, whether little or small, being a nonprofit. And Eric and I uh, talked about, you know, in the month of November for uh, Military Appreciation Month, uh, to, to give a, a portion of ourselves in November from that T-shirt. So uh, if you go to the dog store, which is fathers.com slash dog store, if you uh, purchase a military-style T-shirt, uh, we'll give two dollars and fifty cents uh, from each of the military style T-shirt to the Fisher House, and, and the Fisher House uh, Foundation. Keith, uh, what to do when when military uh, loved ones come back, and if they were in, a, in an accident or got injured, or you know whatever the case may be, uh, a lot of the uh, there are a lot of homes and other ways to where military families can go and rest and not worry about the extra burden of paying $100 per night or 150 whatever the cost may be. It's a place where they can go and and uh, let that be the least of their burden uh, on their mind while their loved one is recovering from, typically I'd say, a, a, a pretty major operation. Mm-hmm. Now, is this generally, and, and, and I hope I'm not throwing a curveball at you here, is this generally at military hospitals, or is it, uh, it wherever someone might be having a surgery or, or having you, a hospital? You know, that's a, that's a very uh, good question. One I can't honestly answer okay. uh, about that, but I do know when my son was at a, you know, the uh, children's hospital, uh, they had like a Ronald McDonald house mm-hmm. uh, nearby, and, and I know there's a lot of typical, uh, you know, other. Ron McDonald homes near other children's places where families can right. go and and stay and I, I'm as, I'm assuming there are uh, probably so where they uh, probably some of the major hospitals in your major cities plus the uh, military uh, hospitals as well down in Houston and then they have homes where families can go and, and not worry about that just to be there to support sure. their loved one. And of course, the one way to find out is to go to FisherHouse.org and have all that information well we are winding down the uh, first half of the show we're going to be back after the break and we're going to be talking to mark and kim to say 
and we're going to be talking about National Adoption Month and what it's like to go through uh, the adoption process in uh, in this day and age and what's going on. So we'll be looking forward to that uh, right after the break. Dad's a great student. Watchdogs are great. They greet me and my friends at the door in the morning and spend time with us in our classrooms. At lunch, at recess, and at the end of the day, they make sure we go safe. I know my education is important to you, and I would be so proud if you could come. Madison's dad has already volunteered, and he is coming back again soon. I love you, Dad. Go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. For just a moment, consider your wife, your kids, Carrie Casey, author and CEO of the National Center for Fathering, begs you not to take them for granted on Today's Father. Steve Smith is an author and columnist who recently made a point a lot of dads might need to hear. Steve lost his wife a few years back, and he was shocked when about a month after her death, he heard two different male friends make the same comment. They both envied his new status as a single man. Let that sink in. They envied Steve because he was now single, and he just lost his wife. Steve went on to make some general observations about other husbands and fathers he sees. So many guys may be with their families, but they're really poking around on their smartphones. Many are letting themselves go physically and letting their family relationships go too. The best thinking and energy goes to other areas. These men are indifferent to how blessed they really are, how fast time passes, and how quickly their situations can change. So, with Steve's help, I want to challenge you today. Are you fully invested in your marriage? Are you giving your best to your children? Or are you drifting along, just getting through life or working so much that your family learns to get by without you? If so, you're really missing it. Your wife chose to spend the rest of her life with you. Are you honoring that commitment? Are you giving her the love and attention she needs and deserves? Are you working to build close relationships with your kids every day? It really helped me to consider Steve's perspective. Listen to this, and remember this applies to your kids, too. Steve lives in a home that constantly reminds him of his deceased wife, which is both good and torture at the same time. Every night, he wishes he could just sit next to her, whisper in her ear, or just sit and watch a movie with her. He passes by stores where he can't buy things for her, like flowers for no good reason. As difficult as his wife's last days were in the hospital, he would take that life in a heartbeat compared to the life he has now without her. Dad, if you ever find yourself envying some single man, as Steve says, you don't have a clue. Don't take your wife and children for granted. Don't be indifferent about how much they mean to you right now, today. Make the most of every opportunity you have with them. This is Carrie Casey for today's Father. For more practical ideas you can use every day, visit the National Center for Fathering website at fathers.com. 
Go there and sign up for our email updates or our podcast. Just visit fathers.com or call 800-593-DADS. Thanks for listening, Dad, and keep up the good work. The staff of the Watchdogs National Office would like to wish you a very happy Thanksgiving. We are thankful for all of the great school administrators and parents who have made the Watchdogs program the number one father engagement and education program in our country. Contact your local school to see if a Watchdogs program is available. If not, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. That's fathers.com slash watchdogs. And we are back. Welcome back to Watch Dogs Radio, episode number 114. This is November the 25th, 2014, and we are celebrating, among other things, we are celebrating National Adoption Month. And for those of you that know me and know my family, adoption is very, very close to my heart, and uh, my wife and I are proud to have uh, supported several families in getting their adoption uh, process started and, and working towards the miracle of creating family through adoption. And I have the extreme pleasure of bringing one of my best friends in the world. I got actually got two of my best friends in the world on the line right now. Uh, and that is Mark Desay and his wife, Kim, uh, who are in uh, Metro Atlanta, Georgia, and are currently in the process of a second and a third international adoption. And uh, Mark and Kim, welcome to uh, Watchdogs Radio. Thank you. Good afternoon. And congratulations Good afternoon. on episode 114. <laughs> we are moving right along. Well, uh, I, Kim, I guess uh, we'll kind of turn the microphone to you. And, you know, we one of the things that we like to let people know is that, you know, a lot of the misconceptions about adoption out there, there are people that think it takes years and it takes, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to, to do things. And, and most, they think most adoptions go wrong. It's just not that way. And, uh, you know, I know my story, I've shared it before, but uh, Kim and Mark, let, let's hear your story about how one, what brought you to the realization that adoption was going to be the right thing for your family? Um, we um, got pregnant in 2000 um, through fertility treatments, and um, we had a um, we were pregnant with twins, and we um, had our beautiful daughter. Um, she was born in 2001 with her twin brother, who was stillborn. And so for us, we just felt like that um, after that loss and. Um, all that we have been through with the fertility treatments and the expense of that, um, that adoption was probably the way that we would go if we decided to grow our family later on. Um, And we decided in 2005 to do that. Okay. And then uh, tell us a little bit about that journey. (laughs) Okay. Literally Um, a journey. Yeah, it was a journey. Um, We... um, we started the process um, in the, um, the fall of 2005, and we um, went through, um, I don't know, a few months doing our home study and things like that and um, getting files. They would send you files back then. Now everything's digitized. But um, we um, kind of got frustrated. We went through a few files, and then by the time we would um, get the okay from our pediatrician, you know, a new file would uh, somebody else would have that file, and so a new file would come in the mail. So we um, 
just you know really together thought you know if if this is the plan for us then you know we'll find the right child and on January 1st um of 2006 we got a file um from a friend of ours who was in the adoption community she said I saw this file and I thought of you so we opened the file and we knew that minute that that was going to be our child and um is um many people talk about how long you know their adoption process takes from January 1st um until um, May 28th is how long we had to wait to have our daughter in our arms. It was the quickest adoption process that anybody um, I think that I've ever spoke to has ever gone through. We saw her on January 1st, and we had her um, the 28th. And so that was a miracle within itself just because all the paperwork and everything just lined up together and that we you know, ended up in, in China and had her in our arms. And um, we... Um, we're so grateful that it happened that way because we'd never been through it before. And mm-hmm. so it just, it was really very painless, <laughs> actually. Wow. Okay. And then you have now uh, made the decision to uh, to expand your family again. And uh, and that's even a more interesting story. Uh, tell us how, <laughs> yeah. how that all came about. Okay. We... Um, our daughter um, was born with cleft lip and cleft palate, and so um, in the last um, eight years, she's gone through lots of surgeries. And in um, the summer of 2013, she had a major cleft surgery, which included um, a bone marrow transplant to her mouth. And so um, that was um, to heal up her cleft in her actual gum line. So after we um, went through that process and realized that it wasn't as scary as we had originally thought it was, um, we kind of made the decision that if we were going to expand our family, this would be the time to do it. Our daughter has like four years or more before she'll have to go through another surgery. So we just felt like this was a good gap time to um, to spend time looking at special needs and what kind of special needs we could um, we could deal with and um, okay. and deal with surgeries and things like that. We have a big gap, you know, before she'll have to have surgery again. Okay. And so um, with that, we. Um, we, um, in the past, you know, since we adopted her, we've always um, put children on our refrigerator and prayed for them, hoping that they would get a forever family. And um, we had a little guy that we put on our on our um, refrigerator. Um, it's been almost two years now. And um, he just hung out there. And when you went to open the refrigerator, you just lifted up a little prayer for him to uh, find a family. And, um, and he is going to be our son. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, that little face um, stuck to us and just got into our hearts. And um, when we made the decision last summer that um, we were going to start this process again, um, he was the guy. He, he, you know, all that time we had thought maybe he had a family. And then when I started looking around, there he was, and he was still waiting. And so he will be six in December. And um we kind of were thinking, you know, we have two older daughters, and we just thought he will, you know, be the only guy. He'll just, it'll just be him and his dad, and, you know, he won't have anybody to play with. The girls are older, and so um, we thought maybe he needed a friend. Maybe he okay. needed a brother. I was fine with a dog. I, 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 I thought she, when she asked me about getting him a friend, I was convinced that she was asking for a puppy. And, and I think dogs are excellent pets. I, I I had no earthly idea that she was going to ask for another boy. Well, there there you go. It's just that that's what we do for our wives, right? Uh, True story. So we um we got a file on this little guy and um. 
we, uh, you know, thought about it a lot, and we got um, all the information, and our agency um, actually had his files, so it wasn't like we had to go looking for it. But anyway, we um, we just felt like he was he was meant for us, and so um, we put in all the paperwork for him, and so we're going to be bringing him home too, and he is three. And you, strangely just, enough, we actually just got travel approval from the Chinese government yesterday. Yesterday, <laughs> yes. Wow, wow. So this is this so is we very will be timely. leaving to to travel to China in the next three weeks to go take custody of both of our our boys. Wow, wow. Now the one thing that uh, I know as we were going through our adoption process is the financial aspect of it, even though there is, uh, it's not as crazy expensive as some people think. There is a a financial consideration. And when we went through our adoptions, there wasn't that much of a grant possibility. We looked into things. Uh, We were able to handle the financing at the time, but now there are some more options. And one of the things that that you are using is adopttogether.org. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, you know, we'd love to hear about that, and, and uh, we're going to uh, put the information out there. Some of our listeners would be interested in uh, helping you out in your journey. Uh, we're going to put that information. And by the way, while we're on the line here, if you're listening live and you'd like to give us a call, our call-in number is 215-383-3728. That's 215-383-3728 if you would like to talk live to uh, myself, Chris, or uh, Mark and Kim. So uh, tell us a little bit about Adopt Together and how you found out about that and what it is. Um, it's great because it's um, an organization that was um, basically created by adoptive families who, again, you know, were wondering how they were going to deal with the financial strains of um, of adopting. And, you know, I mean, everybody can go out there and they can um, refinance their house or, you know, and in this economy that's not, um, for a lot of people, that's not really an option. So um, it's just an organization where you can um, set up a site, and um, it's kind of similar to a GoFundMe, but it's just for adoptive families. Mm -hmm. And um, they go through a process to make sure that you are – you are adopting, and they have to have a copy of your home study and things like that to show. Um, and also, they have con- they have to have the contact information with your agency um, just to make sure that you know you're um, you're doing everything that you're saying. Um, and that's just for them. Um, and they also are nonprofit, so every donation that you make is tax deductible. And they um, also, if you have a set goal of what um, how much money you need to raise, if you go over that goal, that money goes back to another family. So okay. it's not like um, you can, you know, rake in extra money for your family. You know what I mean? Like try to make right. a profit or something like that. Um, right. They have um, it set up so that all of the money that you've raised, you know, will go to you. But then any of the um, money after that will go back to some other family that's trying to adopt. And there okay. are dozens of organizations like that So um, that, that ha- probably weren't there um, when we went through this process the first time. And different right. organizations that are um, child-specific, like um, children from Asia, children from um, Eastern Europe, that kind of thing, and they, don- they have organizations set up just for donations to um, people who adopt those children. Well, that, that is awesome. And that web page is Adopt Together, that's A-D- O P T T O G E T H E R dot O R G adopttogether.org. And then of course if you would like to help out the Disays in their mission, 
Uh, it's adopttogether.org slash the DZ crew. Spell out the word plus and the number two. That's T H E D Z crew P L U S two. The DZ crew plus two. So, well, thank you so much. We appreciate your time and uh, we wish you the best in your travels coming up on the way to China. Thank you. Thank you very much. And, and please thank Eric and Chris for uh, an opportunity to, uh, to to obviously make an appearance on your radio show. We're we're so grateful. Thank you so, so much. Keep up the great work. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Thank you. And we're going to make you a watchdog on these days here too, Mark. <laughs> hey, I'm ready. All right. Well, thanks again. Take care. Thank you. You Bye. too. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us in another edition of Watchdogs Radio. Watchdogs Radio is a production of the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center for Fathering. For more information on the Watchdogs program and how to bring this great program to your school, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. Remember, the only schools that don't have a Watchdogs program are the ones that just don't know enough about us. And now for Eric and Chris and the staff at the Watchdogs National Office in Springdale, this is Keith Shoemaker. Be sure to join us next week. Have a great week. <laughs>